SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Shane Johnson is a Marine Corps veteran, also spent a couple of years living on the street. But since then, he's committed his life to applying the principles that he learned in the Marine Corps. He's joining us today on Us Radio. How are you, Tishane? Hey, sir. I'm super. Thank you for having me. You know, ever since you left the military, you've been doing fundraisers and doing events to help with veterans that struggle with PTSD and talking a lot about suicide and how it leads to that. Back in 2019, you even hiked from New York to Florida with like 100 pounds on your back for almost three months straight. Tell us your story. I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great people. I was very fortunate to have experience with God. When I uh, tried to die a couple of years ago, I think you know, that conversation between he and I led into a lot of things that I did I wasn't very clear of at the time. And as kind of life keeps going and unfolds uh, more and more, I had the opportunity to do more things. And I think like in anything else, the door opened and I just kind of went through it. You know, our hikes across America, I've done that for about five years. And it really just kind of turned into an initiative that was more, I would say, selfish than selfless. It was really just kind of initiative when it first started was to take uh, regular uh, transit buses and convert them into mobile shower, bathroom and laundry facilities for homeless vets. I was homeless for two years. And I think, you know, when you serve in infantry like I did, you know, there's nothing more refreshing than a nice, good, clean shower. You know, it says a lot about being able to get out there and feel good, present yourself in a certain way. You know, people look at you a little different when you're cleaned up and squared away. And uh, so we started that project, and, and then it just kind of took off from there. We started to notice that we were impacting the community, talking to a lot of great people. Um, and then we wanted to get the voice of different people from different states and different cities and, and across the U.S. and just get a perspective on it. And then it just turned, kind of turned into this thing where it you know, turned into me you know, running across the country and setting world records and you know, raising awareness for great organizations like the Gary Sinise Foundation and Pink Bow Foundation and Clean the World. Um, and we just kept kind of kept growing, 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 and hopefully impacting a lot of people and coming up with a lot of great stories. We have to deal with the reality that we all have an identity and we all have a purpose. And fleshing that out, it's tough. We're talking with Tishane Johnson. He's a Marine Corps veteran and an entrepreneur. Tishane, you went through a season where you found yourself homeless and you had a lot of success, but also a lot of struggle. Yeah, it was a transition for me was, wasn't very challenging. I was very fortunate. I kind of fell right into the finance sector, into the mortgage industry in the early 2000s. I got around extremely successful people. Well, at the time, what I thought was successful when it came to monetary gain. My mentor was a multi-billionaire and started a company called AmeriQuest Mortgage. And I just kind of fell underneath their wing and you know, earned seven figures in my first year just from hard work. Like in anything else, when you kind of go through that experience, you know, a lot of different things happen. People come out of woodworks. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs money. And when you're a naturally kind of you know, servant type leadership, you do that. And I kind of got myself caught in that. And of course, in 2008, we had the recession in my business completely dissipated. I had a, a multi-million dollar company that I was running and, you know, I was kind of, you know, financing all different directions between warehouse lines. And one day I just woke up and it, it was gone. I honestly don't know how to explain it. It wasn't like uh, you could work harder. It wasn't like you can make a shift or a transition. It just was not there. Then you finally find out that, you know, all the people that you were supporting and your friends and family and all that kind of go away when you don't have the money to feed them anymore. And then that's where the mental portion starts to kick in. You know, you start to feel like you're a failure. You start to feel like you didn't do the right things. And then I think you just kind of get, you know, a little further down, a little further down and start kind of lose hope a little bit more. And the next thing you know, I was, you know, one accident after another, after another issue, after another right hook, you know, led me on the streets for about two years. What do you think most Americans don't understand about homeless veterans, Tishane? I think they don't understand that, that it's, it can happen to anybody at any time. You know, as far as the veteran community, I think for the veteran community, it's easier for them to be in that position sometimes 
you know, to be on the grid is pretty challenging. I mean, to do the day-to-day grind is challenging. People have a lot of high expectations for you. And you got to remember, we go from a very high-speed, low-drag environment. We go from being able to, you know, to nothing in our personal lives. You know, in high school, most of us join the military are struggling already. It's our way out. It's an opportunity to get out. And then we get into this community that embraces us, you know, like Christianity, like God, and says, we love you no matter what color you are, what your background is, whether you're fat, you're skinny, or you're poor, or you're rich. And then they allow you the opportunity to earn the right to be something. And, and when you go to that level, when you know you're such a high level, and again, I can only speak for the Marine Corps, but you know, when you go such a high level to be of accomplishment, and then you get out to the civilian world and you realize that the general public doesn't have that much challenge for themselves personally and professionally, it starts to get down on you a little bit because you know, you're know you not able to chase that high, and sometimes we find it in different directions. So I think you know, the civilian sector doesn't understand that we're tried and true and we're tested at such high levels a lot of times that when we get out into the general public, it's extremely challenging. If we don't find an avenue to put it into a positive direction, it can definitely go into a negative side. Yeah, so looking back, you had some success in the mortgage industry and the financial world, and then you got to a place where the economy and everything was changing. You found yourself homeless. I mean, and when you want to pull out of that, when you're in that space, I mean, depression, anxiety, those are easy. And there's always the identity issue that comes with that as well. I mean, what did you learn about finding your true identity when you were in that space trying to figure out, what do I need to do to break out of this vicious cycle? When people look at someone homeless, they call them homeless. You know, they have names. (laughs) You know, they're real people. You know, we need to kind of rebrand that whole sector, and that's probably a different conversation. But, you know, in general, homeless is still a person. That is still a Bob, a Lisa, a David, a Shane. You know, that's somebody's name. That is their identity. That is who they are. And I think one of the things that I found is, is that, you know, no matter what, my identity, fortunately for me personally, was never ripped because even if someone didn't know my name, I'm still a Marine. And I do have a responsibility to the general public. The civilian population invested into me a lot of their tax dollars to hope that I would come out to be a success to secure their family's freedom and for themselves so that they can go on living their life. And I had an obligation to that. And I continue to have an obligation to that, to be able to serve based on you know the fact that these people invested in me. I'm a person that they didn't even know and trusted me so they could sleep at night. You know, when I was going through that tough time, there's a lot of different factors that played a role into what got me out of it. But ultimately, it came back to being just being a Marine, that I have an obligation to the United States of America to be more, to not be a statistic and show that, listen, if I've been given the best leadership in over 277 plus years of complete success of the Marine Corps, I can't let the general public down by not applying that to become more and more and more. So once I kind of hit for me, then I was able to build a $200 million company out of a Dunkin' Donuts in the back of my car. And then I just applied those same principles and just kind of built it up and, and took it from there. Now, we're talking to Shane Johnson today at SWS Radio. He's a Marine Corps veteran, an entrepreneur, an author as well. And coming up on the first, you're going to try and break the Guinness World Record for the most push-ups ever accomplished in one hour. Okay, why are you doing that? Where's your motivation? Yeah, so it's not try. I'm going to do it. Um, so <laughs> it, so it's, it's actually two parts. So there's two records in there simultaneous. So the first record is the most push-ups within one hour, which is over 2,919. And then the next record goes right into it, which is the most push-ups within 12 hours, which is 19,325. And that record's <laughs> held for over 32 years. So I'll be breaking the first record within that first hour. Then we're going to roll right into the 12 hours to break that 32-year world record. As far as the motivation behind it, there's quite a bit. And again, a couple different angles. But really, um, this one really comes down to my daughter. You know, she's six years old. And 
we always kind of joke around. I talk to her like, you know, superheroes are nothing like dad, right? Though I love the concept of a superhero. I think that we really need to kind of focus on the fact that, you know, mom and dad's probably a bigger and better superhero than any kind of Superman or Aquaman would ever be. And I think we kind of get away from that, though I understand the concept of it. I try to tell my daughter, like, look, you know, simple people can do extraordinary things. And to encourage her to be able to leave a legacy to show that daddy can continue to do these things, serve, give, push mentally, physically, and then inspire her to know that, you know, she's a part of something bigger. So as far as the 30,000 views for that one, but I've got a couple other people, you know, my project manager, unfortunately passed away last year unexpectedly that helped with a lot of hikes. She was a huge military advocate. She was a great supporter, just a phenomenal lady, great person in the general eye and public. And she would always, you know, push me to do more things. So, you know, these records are a little dedicated to her and to everyone, you know, that just regular people, we can do amazing things. We just put our mind to it and we go out there and push. And no matter what, we just keep our feet moving. You know, loneliness, depression, and suicide statistics, you know, they've been on the rise in a lot of interesting ways through this COVID season, but there were issues two, three years ago as well. And we're actually talking with Tashane Johnson today at SWS Radio, and he's a Marine Corps veteran and an author. It's interesting, you know, when you've worked in the military and you work alongside so many other brothers and sisters, and you're trying to fight for our country, you're trying to represent our country's values, and then you come out and you realize, okay, the training we have there, we can either apply that out externally or we can take that inwardly. And I think a lot of the reasons the stats just fly off the charts is because no one wants to talk about struggles. What have you learned about bringing like sensitive issues up with others so it doesn't make the situation worse? Well, I think authenticity is a dying breed. And though I think it's kind of branding is coming back a little bit to make it a little bit, you know, more flashy. That is the part that makes us so strong in the Marine Corps is that we have the ability to be able to express our weakest points and we all support each other. That is something that I think that is a big, big challenge when you get out to the general public is they don't have that unity and bond. You know, when you think of America as a whole or what America used to stand for was the traditional value for all of us to hold hands and support each other in all issues, whether we agree or disagree. And I will say that the purity of that in the Marine Corps is still very traditional. You know, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're doing, whether it be a you know, personal or professional problem, though we may make fun of each other about it, we still support each other. No matter how far we get down, we've got each other. And when you get out to the general public, that is so far from what it's like in the military. That's hard to grasp because you got to remember, you know, we're like 0.001% of the population just being in the Marines. And when you get into the general public, we all scatter when we get out. So we don't have that connection and that bond that we used to be able to have when we're sitting inside the barracks together. And then you try to be able to experience that, you know, through the general public. And that just makes it a lot more challenging because obviously they perceive you in the demeanor that you're just, you know, powerful, strong at all times. And what makes you powerful and strong is the ability to be able to be authentic, notice your weak spots and be able to overcome those challenges, address them, but at the same time, be strong by being able to heal them. Let's be done with work by 2.30. We're talking with Tashane Johnson today at SWIS Radio. And as a Marine, you know, you work 24-7, at least in your training, right? But then you get into the business world, you've worked in the finance world, and you realize, man, if I just keep grinding, I'm going to burn out at some point, even though I'm strong. And Shane, you decided to write a book talking about work-life balance, and maybe it's not fully ideal the way that we normally think about it as Americans, but we've got to find a way to shut it off and focus on our family, right? Yes, sir. So that book kind of came about 
you know, after the five years of working with the homeless and being the homeless, one of the things I started to notice to being in a high-level C-suite position is that we were so good in the general public about being C-level executives of everything but our family. And it's funny because these people can run these, you know, we see online all the day, a billionaire, another successful person, but we don't glorify people having the foundation of a great family. And what we're not realizing is we're paying so much attention to the capitalism of our country and what it is to make a great buck or to have monetary gain that we're not paying attention to what made that foundation so strong, which is our family side. And the idea behind Done by 230 is the loneliest part for a child is when they get out of school or off that bus in the afternoon and they're wondering who's going to be there to pick them up. And in America, our focus so much is paid attention to how well we can succeed in our business or how well this person can grow in this business that we're not talking enough about being at the dinner table and enjoying time with our family. So the idea behind Dunbar 230 was accomplish your goals and your mission as quickly as possible, like the military would before 230. And then after that, work on being the CEO of your home as well as you're going to be the CEO of your business. Ultimately, I think if we focus more on that, we'll have a lot less drug abuse, we'll have a lot less homelessness, we'll have a lot less problems within our country and within our community if we can get back to the traditions of being able to sit down and communicate with our children. Because when you go out when working with the homeless population, if I ask everybody to raise their hand, how many people have their family or their parents or their, you know, their father or their mother involved in their life, most of them would not raise their hands. And that's a very unfortunate thing. So I think we got to get back to the basics of, being, again, being CEOs of our home instead of our businesses. That latest book's called Done by 2.30, and we're talking to T. Shane Johnson on SOS Radio. We'll be rooting for you as you break this Guinness World Record with the most push-ups in an hour and then the most push-ups in 12. That's a lot of push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of push-ups. We're looking forward to it. We've been training hard, very excited about it. And again, hey, you know, we're going to go in and do our best and crush it. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.